Hello and welcome everybody. Uh, we are Gaming the System. This is Alex and Matt. And we are going to be doing part two of our Assassin's Creed bonus round slash deep dive. And we're looking at our top three protagonists from the franchise. Uh, which oh. is going to be quite a tricky job to decide. Which franchise? Assassin's Creed. Yes. Yes. Just making so, sure we, we clarified which we franchise did, we're talking about. We did, I'm sure we said, did I not mention it? I'm <laughs> sure. But anyway. We know oh, we'll be able to play it back. Which, to, to yeah, no, it's all good. So I'm going to start with my number three, which is Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins. And the reasons for that are because he is quintessentially an honourable sort of character obviously he has the motivation of the fact that his son has died and he's getting revenge for that but in previous to that he was what was known as um well what would have been known in modern terms as a sort of sheriff um within egyptian society so it was his kind of job to uphold the laws uh within the, the town that he was living in which was siwa um so he was very much sort of um keeping things going nicely in that area and he uh, was probably a well-respected figure so you've got that side of his character but I also really like the fact that he had a sense of humour he was quite funny a lot of the time um, and just his general sort of vibe was really nice to play that and Nick's kind of offset by his wife um, whose name escapes me to my shame mm. um, <laughs> And was meant to be the central character of the game. One thing I did notice, I don't know if you ever saw in Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood, her statue was actually referenced in the underground sort of Assassin's Vault really? as, a, as, a, as an assassin who was memorialised there, which is really cool. Um, so you can see they had designs on her being a main character <laughs> if she's in that vault. Um but the fact, the way that their relationship plays out and how his character offsets hers is a really nice thing to examine. But I just really enjoyed, um, you know, his voice is great as well. So excellent voice work to the voice of Bayek, whoever you are. Well done. Very good. And now uh, I should do more research and actually find out people's names. So I apologise. But yeah, I just, um, I just thought he was a really nice character. So yeah, he would be in a, my number three. I um I I I like a protagonist that isn't. It's interesting with Assassin's Creed when they don't start off as assassins or in mm. any way related to assassins, because mm. he was a very living a an authentic, yeah. simple, relatively simple life with a family. He's a sheriff, and then an appalling tragedy happens. And then he he remains himself throughout everything. It's just this this one like pillar moving through all these events, mm. and I really felt his his humanity uh, in that game. Mm. What would your number three be, Matt? My number three was I hastily scribbled out Bayek because that was going to be my number uh-huh. three, <laughs> um, and I've chosen Altair, mm. the OG. Indeed. Yeah, the first of us. Um, I was thinking about, I, I replayed it recently, and um, just it's, it's, he's really 
intense and interesting. And I like at their very start, he's extremely arrogant, extremely skilled, extremely cocky. And he gets killed and re reborn from that. So it goes, it takes your ego and then it cuts you off at the knees and makes you start a game. And that process of him learning and redeeming himself um, actually bringing you back up. It, it teaches you, it teaches you as the player what the creed is meant to, um, mm. uh, to be not the way it was at the start, not this cocky, like I'm going to go and do this myself and be really arrogant because I'm the best. It's about being humble and, uh, uh, nothing is true. Everything, everything is permitted. Is a really, really interesting um, phrase to consider, mm. and the game teaches you the meaning of that phrase. And uh, it just—I I really feel his uh, his feeling of responsibility understands the weight of of what the assassins uh, stand for. They're not just killers; they are um, they are fighting in a very important fight. And yeah, it was just and he's the, the original one. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting choice, definitely. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, some people might have struggled to relate to him as a character. I think because Assassin's Creed, the original Assassin's Creed, is very much a game of its time. One of the things people that might might have caused people to be like oh i don't like him is because the main character i'll tell you his voice has an american accent which is quite clearly not <laughs> uh, where he is from <laughs> but uh, i think they rectified that for for revelations um was he in revelations i forget i think he was was uh, it, was it, was yes, it? he was. Yes, it was yeah, like they changed it, which made it better. But uh, yeah, I think they they realised they couldn't make him American accepted, uh, which is which is good. But now I can definitely see why you picked the OG, as it were, as the person that started it all off. So good choice, definitely. You you, you saying about um, the accent then, mm. this reminded me of, um, we'll, have, we'll have to do an episode or something on um, casting white actors as yes. um, as characters. Yeah, I think it's something that very often gets kind of covered up or brushed over. Not Sometimes not intentionally, but, you know, it's not something that we're aware of as consumers of these games, unless you go looking who who does this character's voice? You don't see a picture of them in the credits or anything, so you have to go looking for it. Um, so having that awareness there is is something we really do need to highlight. Definitely, good show. But yes, so my silver medal position for my top three protagonists in Assassin's Creed, my silver medal goes to Edward Kenway from Black Flag. And the main reason is because um, he comes from Swansea, which is where I went to university. <laughs> um, so I had a connection there with his character already because I already, you know, I have a soft spot for that part of Wales. Um, and he, he just kind of, being voiced by a person from that part of Wales as well is a really important point. Um, so his it was authentically Welsh. 
and you could tell that from his attitude and the way that he behaved. Um, the fact that his character is a pirate is not something we've ever seen in Assassin's Creed before until that point, uh, which is really fun. As you say, Matt, you mentioned in our previous part one of this, um, basically he's just a nobody and becomes an assassin sort of by accident, which is a really interesting way to kick the story off. Um, so essentially all he wants to do is just be a pirate, but then he gets roped into to the assassins and has to start assassinating people on top of that as well. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that, uh, you know, he's just very, his attitude is very much sort of, well, I, I can't really describe how it's Welsh, but it just comes across, um, which I think is it makes him definitely one of the most unique protagonists of the franchise, I would say. Um, I think it's the first one who was blonde, actually. I'm trying to think of all the hair colours. I don't know if that's an important point, but it might be to someone. I see. It'll be important to someone. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Someone, it's someone, blonde colour. Um, yeah. But that also, it, yeah. I mean, obviously, he had some downsides. He was quite clearly a womaniser. He abandoned his wife um, and child. Well, he didn't know he had a child, but, you know, he basically abandoned his wife to go off on a jolly with some of the men and plunder treasure and, and all that in the Caribbean. He was like, okay, I'm going now. Bye. Um, and then, so that part of it is, is less good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a nice nice departure for the franchise, and I think it reflected in a what is a really wonderful game. So that would be my silver medal. But one of the the, the best, <laughs> the so the uh, introducing him and why he can magically do all the assassiny things already is him saying that he he works on the rigging of of mm. boats and yeah. he says that every finger's a fish hook. Yeah. So that instantly makes you go, oh yeah, he can climb a mast. Have you seen how high a mast is? It's ridiculous. Mm. And uh, so that makes complete sense. Yeah, that's I I, I remember that so clearly. Mm. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of moments like that. That's good. What about you, Matt? What would your second position be? Second place for me after I hastily scribble <laughs> out Edward Kenway as well. Taste yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, I bring in my um, my substitute, which is Evie Fry uh-huh. um, from Syndicate, because. She was so much fun to play. She just, you really felt like you were stepping into the shoes of a really interesting character who I would have liked. You know, when you when you get a really good character, mm. you know that you just, you'd want to take them out of the context of the story that they're in and just put them somewhere mm. random. You'd want to watch what that character would do. Rather than it being like, ah, oh, um, cut out c- cardboard white man character, mm, yeah. fight someone and then save someone and then fight another someone. You take her and you could make her do that and it would be interesting. Or you could send her to a museum where someone's mm. been murdered yeah. and she has to solve clues. You could put her in a in a carriage on a journey with a child mm. and maybe she doesn't like children and yeah. that would be interesting. Um, I re- that's something I 
So if you say, if you take like, if you took um, Edward Kenway mm. out of context and put him somewhere random, okay. it would, it wouldn't be the same as his context in the Caribbean, but really Evie Fry, and, and I liked um, in the, like the future, like you, there were like Helix future oh, flash yes. forward things yeah. in Unity, not in Unity, not in Unity, in um, Syndicate. Uh, Syndicate. Um, and I think it was her, either her daughter or her granddaughter, who um, does a mission for Churchill. And he says, Oh, I shall write your names in the Annals of History. And she goes, I'd settle for the right to vote. Hmm. And he'd go, uh, Oh, she should have said, You should stop doing concentration camps in um, uh, wherever the boat come Crimea or something. But uh, that's, that's, we'll stick with the right to vote, is, is yeah. enough for now. Yeah, definitely. I really liked TV as well. I think the fact that she was designed to be more stealthy than Jacob was a nice part of her character. I really liked the knives that she had as well, you know, the little flicky knives. Um, and the fact that, I think we mentioned earlier, uh, that their, um, what they wear is very customizable as well. And you could have some fun with, with Evie's costumes and the colours and things, which was really nice. I think that was probably the... The first that was the first time where they were going. Oh, we'll we'll have her as the only protagonist, and mm, then they went. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. We need to have a man available as well. So they tried it then, and we were going. No, no, no. You can tell they've been trying. They have been trying literally the whole time, and it's still not a single female character, which is quite frustrating. Because yeah. that's you could make if they if they made a. Take a pick. Throw a dart. Throw a dart at a dartboard of the world. Yeah. Do like the Mayan civilization yeah. or uh, the uh, Ethiopia, mm. the cradle of civilization, and take a, a really dark-skinned black woman who's who's doing something there. And make that the next. So that's the easy. That's the that's the undiscovered country, mm. which is just sitting there. You don't have to make the most incredible. Oh, how do we take Paris and make it the most incredibly better than anything anyone else has done? Mm. But all you need to do is go to look at the characters, a diverse character that is not a white man, for God's sake. Mm. Or just a man, just make it a woman, for God's sake. If you just did that, if Assassin's Creed went, this is going to be our first game in our entire 15-year history, and it's going to be an only female protagonist, mm. that's how you blow the doors off easily. It's a, yeah. it's a cheap button. It's a cheap code. You just it put is. that in. Well, it's annoying me. I remember when they were talking about, I think it was Odyssey, and they were hyping it up on E3 or whatever, and the designer person character person was like oh it's the first time you can play the whole game as a female character i was like have you not been playing syndicate did you just forget <laughs> um i mean i know he said the whole game but like he was like he made it sound like it was the first female character and like it was this big amazing thing and i was mm. like clearly you've just ignored no it. point half marks you don't get full points for half measures points exactly half points for half measures but yes, on that note, I'm going to move on to our 
number one choices, our gold medal choices for our top three protagonists and mine, as I suspect may or may not be the same as many people's, um, it is quite clearly the legend of the franchise, Ezio Auditore di Firenze, just because he is a legend. And there's not much more I need to say if you've played um, his story arc, because, you know, he's just, he is he is Assassin's Creed for a lot of people. And I think, um, you know, it's hard to argue against him being a top protagonist. I think he's known outside of Assassin's Creed circles as well as a video game character, or at least I would like to hope so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't have much more to say, really. But well, then just to sit, we just sit there in five minutes and just think about him. Yeah. Going. Oh, I remember that bit. Hmm. Um, I've been um, his his the actor who plays him is just yeah born to play born to play that yeah. completely knocks it out of the park. Especially in it really shows the caliber of an actor when they can play uh, a character in a in different settings in their life, like in hmm. different phases. Because he's got he can play the young reckless one. The wiser master and then the wise grandmaster. Mm, yes. And if you're wondering whether he's he's that's just the role he was born to play, or he's an incredibly versatile actor as well as that. Um, I've been playing a game called Dying Light, which is a zombie parkour game. Uh, it's just just majestic playing it again, mm. and he plays the main character in that, <laughs> and he can just instantly he grabs your. He puts you in his shoes. Mm. You really feel like you're following someone through a war zone with your hand on their shoulder, and he's got a real purpose going off doing things. So just just on on the back of the actor, and then his his fashion sense is stunning. So stunning. Yeah. Just captures that stereotype of the. The sexy Italian man riding in a horseback. Who all he needs to say is "Ah, Bella," and you go, <laughs> "Yeah." Everyone, oh. it's classic. Yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Only. I'm eager to know, Matt. What is your? Mm. Who is your top protagonist? I think this is going to surprise anyone mm. who comes across this video. But I'll, I'll, I'll explain my choice. Number one for me, the one that I enjoyed, that, how should I say, the one that I really liked to just go, oh, really feel, feeling the, um, this is the sort of thing, it's hard to put into words. Basically, it's Haytham Kenway, Ooh. Edward Kenway's son, Connor Kenway's father. So you only play as him in the start of Assassin's Creed 3. The first, so just that first instance is you You assume you're just, you assume he's an assassin because he plays, because mm. the game plays the same as an assassin. And then you realise at the end of the sequence that, oh, he's a Templar and don't, you've don't, been don't. playing in the Templar order. Oh, my God, Edward Kelly's son's a Templar. And, but he's this just stunningly just gentleman, that sort of James Bond, James Bond style, just absolute comfort in his own skin. Feels like he's 
he's striding with purpose, completely relaxed at all times, no, never phased by anything, has a grand worldview. I like people who have a wider perspective on the world, not just looking at what's in front of them. And just that, that, that real, and uh, the voice, uh, the, one of the best voice, uh, like voices ever. Just, just love. I loved hearing him. I loved hearing him speak. I loved watching him uh, interact with people. I loved watching. I like stillness. I like people who can be quiet and still when all about them are moving or fidgeting or. Mm. worrying about something or it feels like he's completely centered completely composed apart from when he's with um, connor's mum i really like that because that's that's the thing that trips up men like that is when mm. they because then you can't it's not a matter of like hierarchy when you're talking to um, uh, someone you fancy we'll say because instantly you go well, you just, all all your all your refinement goes out the window um and uh, and I like he can he can drop that as well. He's not up mm. himself. He just he's just very authentic and enjoys himself, and also isn't afraid to um to learn. Mm. And yeah, so yeah, awesome, love him. Well, there we go. That sums it up then. And to sum up, just for you, just in case you're you you know you're you're after a nice sum up. My top three were starting from number three was Bayek, number two was Edward, and number one was Ezio from me. And Matt, what were your top three? So my third one, you, you took out two of my two of my I options. Did. So I brought in the um, substitutes. Uh, number three was Altair. Number two was um, Evie Fry. Well Evie Fry. Um, and then number one was Haytham Kenway. There we go then. Thank you very much for everyone who's watched. If you like what we're doing, then please like the video or the podcast, whatever you're listening to. Make sure you should subscribe and share it with all your friends. Comment, tell us what you think. Did you agree or disagree with our choices? We'd love to know. Um, and also, if you can, pop a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and we'll move up the list. Um, we'd, love, we'd love to be to be accessible to more ears and eyes uh near you which is really great um and keep an eye out every thursday 7 p.m we've got something coming your way and now we have our deep dives and bonus rounds on tuesdays as well so um hopefully you'll enjoy all of those and we'll see you again very soon okay Bye-bye. Bye-bye. we hope you enjoyed that episode of gaming system if you want to support us you can donate to us through our paypal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.